Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsofter Show, Instagram at the Chairsofter Show, or by email andy at the Chairsofter Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 46. Joining me this week, please welcome Tom from Airsoft Action TV. Good evening, Tom. How are you doing, Andy? I'm not bad. Yourself? I'm good. I'm just settling down in the uh, in the studio and uh, got a yep. couple of beverages, so we should be all right. <laughs> a couple of beverages. This, this is good. This, um, I don't know if you've listened to Gorilla Airsoft Radio. It always makes me laugh. The drink of the week, and I'm like, I'm going to work in the morning. I'm I'm, I'm drinking like <laughs> blackcurrant squash because I don't want to die at 4 a.m. Yeah, it's, well, uh, okay. <laughs> Luckily, these days I'm largely self-employed. Self-employed, so if I have a hangover, then I can, I can have a, I can have a sick day. So it's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had that luxury. Unfortunately, we only get so much sick, and I don't <laughs> want to be one of those guys that takes yeah. the piss out of it. Because um, we were obviously having a very good discussion before we came on air about the wonderful world of engineering and yep. all the niceties that come with it. So it's going to be nice to discuss something more fun with airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, for the people who've not come across you before, just if you just briefly introduce yourself, and then we'll sort of go into the backstory as such. So, if you I could, could. so um, yeah, my name's Tom Hibbard. I'm a Nottingham-based airsofter. Uh, my background is in product design and engineering, and then about two years ago, I left my job. Um, had some time off and decided to do something completely different so got into writing and writing about airsoft for airsoft action magazine and then about oh god it's my only march this year we launched airsoft action tv so it's it's a very new thing at the moment cool cool uh, so we'll come on to airsoft action and airsoft action tv shortly but first off we got to go to the beginning as i said to you just before we <laughs> went live it makes no sense asking this at the end, so for everyone who's getting fed up of me asking at the beginning, sorry, but there's the reasons why. So when and how did you get into Airsoft? So I started work at a company called Games Workshop, which many people will be aware of, so they make uh, science fiction and fantasy toy soldiers. And so in yep. back, way back when, in 2001, uh, Games Workshop had a sport, they still do, have a sports and social club, and one of the activities that they, they were running is that the guys that did Airsoft managed to convince Games Workshop Sports and Social that they should be an Airsoft team. Yeah. Uh, so my first my first introduction to Airsoft was an email that came around saying, do you want to go and play this thing? It's a bit like paintball, uh, paintball but more fun. Yeah. Um, and I, so oh, brilliant. So I was, I was always a gamer and into, you know, kind of vaguely into guns and geekery. So I signed up quickly. Turned up one... Um, very cold, dark Sunday morning, and I met a guy. Some a lot of your listeners will know or have heard of called Gareth Gadge Harvey, yep. who was sort of lurking in the bushes in his flecktarn. And then the rest of it really was uh, was history. So we were about forty five of us bussed off to Phoenix Airsoft in Mansfield at their old site. Yep. Um, from there, I started loved it. Started playing pretty much every weekend. Um, we moved on to another fantastic site called Light Fighter Urban, which is slightly legendary, but which was an old steel factory in Sheffield, which was gradually right. being torn down around us until some of the team set up what was the very embryonic first and only airsoft. Obviously, um, And the name first and only comes from the Lenten first and only, which was the Games Workshop staff team. Yeah. So obviously first and only have continued on to these days as well. So yeah. I sort of dropped out of airsoft about 2006, 2007, 
uh, to carry on my second or my primary love at the time of um, competition skydiving. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> went went to the Europeans with that. Um, was fairly successful and then dropped out. And I didn't really play airsoft much again until about 2012. Um, and some guys at work had kind of restarted the old the airsoft team. So I joined them and then found all of these weird, amazing new weird and wonderful guns and things and sights that had come on. Because I pretty much left the sport around the time the VCRA had, was coming in. Yeah. Around 2007. So we did quite a lot of work and campaigning on that and then and then moved on to do other things and then came back in um so that was it really to, and then 2012 to, to about now it's just been kind of carrying on but the one thing i will say is the difference between the level of kit and the guns and riffs available now is so far beyond where we were in 2001 it's quite incredible really oh yeah yeah i mean as, as i've said a few times on the show uh, i sort of began in someone's back garden when you could buy a 45 pound simer off yep. of the internet <laughs> Well, we started like, with, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it was, and then it was like, I think it was Star released the L85, and we were like, oh my god, this looks amazing, but it's so expensive. Like, we, you hadn't seen prices for SF guns really that big unless you'd sort of looked beyond, yeah. oh, I'm trying to think, was it Action Hobbies, the website or something like that? There was, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so it was just sort of like, what's going on? And now I've come back into it sort of what five years ago it's like wow everything yeah, has changed that i knew <laughs> yeah, like, similar sort of time. You, yeah gone to the days of the 45 pound specials off the internet you actually need to sink some money into this to get what you want out of it i mean don't get me wrong you can get good guns for sort of 50 quid or less like the try shots come to mind yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah for your aegs you're looking sort of two three hundred pounds yeah really. well funnily enough so i think one of the things I, I i knew i saw immediately was that when i started it was all plastic maruis yeah so my first gun was a um, tmg 36c right um and it was just when the first classic army metal gun the, M- the m15s were coming in so the first the, almost the first metal airsoft guns where they were the classic, oh yeah the classic yeah, army yeah. ars which were great on the outside but absolutely terrible on the inside so my first teching was basically taking those apart and putting them back together with the, with the, with the stuff with that which actually worked yeah, <laughs> I've never bothered with teching. It's really bad working in engineering, but for me with teching, I'm just like, if someone else gets it wrong, it's their problem to get <laughs> then, it right. Yeah, again. but then if engineering is your day job, it's not necessarily something you want to come home to, isn't it? So yeah, exactly that as well. But it's it's just like if I get it wrong, I'm going to be pissed off with myself. <laughs> like at least if someone else cocks it up I can say look can you sort that out it's not working and it's a little bit more amicable rather than I'm a fucking moron why yeah, did I, I get, put that in I back quite, to front I get quite angry quite a lot of myself but then, <laughs> <laughs> then you have to do it sometimes so. but then for my you know I think in terms of what I'm doing now it's important that I vague, at least vaguely understand what's going on inside them yeah oh yeah which is something that we're going to come on to Certainly, when we start talking about the TV channel, yeah. Uh, just, just for anyone who missed the subtle thing there, something that I nearly burst out laughing at that you said was when you mentioned the skydiving and you said you dropped out of it. <laughs> I was like, "What a poor choice of words!" I really <laughs> hope someone else has picked up on that because I nearly, I, ve- I really had stifle laughing. At yeah, that if, I'm like, honest, if I'm quite, if I'm quite honest, I got, um, I got scared really. I, I spent yeah. about ten years doing it, and I'd seen some, I'd seen some fairly bad accidents, and I think. I just yeah. got to the point where the kind of the enjoyment wasn't worth wasn't worth the fear anymore, and so I stopped. 
Yeah, I've, I mean, for me personally, I've always been one of the mindset of why would I jump out of a perfectly working plane? Well, I think most of the jump jump ships aren't perfectly working, so that sort of helps anyway. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like kick up the backside if you if you do need to get out, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> oh, hang on, the wings have fallen off. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I've bailed, I've bailed out of a couple, so I've been oh, out, right. I've been out of um. This would be really geeky. A Dornier Do Twenty Eight. All right, yeah. With with supercharged pistons that that had an engine fire over Lincolnshire. Oh. So that was probably my most exciting, <laughs> most <laughs> exciting, exciting bits. It was fine in the end. I just, just, I think there was an odd bit of an oil leak, so it was smoking. But it was, you know, that was quite an exciting thing to be to have done. So. Yeah. I can, I can imagine, and like I said, I can do it. So I'd rather <laughs> you than me to an extent. Um, just before we move on to airsoft action, you've obviously been involved with it for quite a long time having come out and come back into it again like myself yeah oh since you've come back in how do you feel the community has developed and is developing over the last sort of five six years okay so it's one of the one of the things that i noticed immediately is that it is a lot more commercial Mm. and that the sites in general have much better facilities so when i started you know if you wanted to go to the loo you you, you were handed an entrenching tool and and a roll of loo paper yeah um, and these days, most of the sites I play at have kind of proper facilities, which when you're 40-odd does actually kind of matter. Um, oh, yeah, it does. It's, it's Even even the portaloos, to a certain extent, oh. are better than nothing, albeit yeah. some of them are grim. Thunderboxes in 30-degree heat this summer were a bit much. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Obviously, the, we've kind of already talked about it, the, the sheer variety and also quality of riffs available. It's just, it's just phenomenal, really. Yeah. Um, the third thing... And I kind of talk about this quite a lot of my mates, and having been involved in the VCR, not involved, but part of the campaigning for for that, is it is the kind of the the change from what airsoft originally was, which was the recreation of law enforcement and military scenarios, yeah. into something a lot more casual and a lot more yeah. a lot more. It's kind of commonly bandied around, but almost replication of computer games. So I'm starting to so I hear I hear but airsoft fields and areas called maps. And, yeah. what, and what game mode are we playing? I mean, this is very much yeah. on the skirmish side. The Milsim side is still carrying on very much the yeah. way it was. But I think generally, when you turn up to a to an open day now, there's very most sites have very little emphasis on scenario and theme. You know, it's red yeah. team versus blue team dom- domination, capture the flag, and that to a certain extent that worries me because it doesn't meet the definition of airsoft under the VCRA. Right, yeah, and obviously then there's the speedsoft side of it as well. Yeah, well, I, I, I've, I've played it, yeah. so I've been to we covered we covered a lot of the stuff with skirmish initially, um, and I've I've played a few games of speedsoft with some good players, and I enjoy it. To me, it's not airsoft; it's a different, yeah. it's a completely different hobby. Yeah, exactly. But hey, at the end of the day, it's part of the community, as I've said countless times on this it show, is. and we still need to be embracing these. Absolutely, guys. you know. But so my own, my only caveat on Speedsoft is what I would like them to do is not use riffs. Yeah, like yeah, you can get the uh, do well, what the hell you even, want. Even yeah, whatever them, you want. Spray them red, make them gold. You know, fire, yeah. flames, brilliant, whatever. Tinsel Christmas scene. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't care. <laughs> I think just personally, from a defence of airsoft, and and based on the defence that we have under law. I would like them to not use riffs, but yeah, we need to see how it develops at the moment. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is relatively new to the UK as well. Um, yeah. I mean, you see, you're seeing more and more stuff with the speed QB side of things. I mean, PTS. I'm thinking of here with the EPM mags that they've got in the really, really 
sort of in your face colours. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's, that's a state. That's a step in the right direction, it's, in my opinion. It is for me. I think. I think it's fantastic. I think also when they're um, as it gets more competitive, and certainly when there's money and prizes being put down, things yeah. like that will, will only aid the refs and the marshals to see what's yeah. going on. You know, they'll know that a guy's loading a, an orange PTS mag and not some four hundred and fifty round high cap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's, only, it's, it's only a it's, good it's, thing from any number of aspects, really. Yeah, and it's easier to control yes. that way as well because you'll know if 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 it's the same kit, you'll know everyone's using the same kit. Yeah, and yeah, it's um, interesting. A lot of people say it's very it's super high rate of fire, super fast paced. The competition games I've seen have all been a lot slower. Yeah, yeah. As soon as soon, as soon as even if it's a you know a twenty p trophy, yeah. so, as soon as there's prestige on the line, the game slows down immensely. Yeah, as soon as there's that sort of achievement out of it at the other end yeah. maybe rather than just sort of bragging rights you've got something to say I'm actually alright at this or I need to do better and improve kind of thing yeah. uh, people take a bit more time over it as such and absolutely anything I would say to anyone that's critical is I mean have a go yeah exactly yeah you've got to try everything once in your life if you if hate it you hate if, it if you don't yeah. you don't if you don't mind it brilliant but at least you've, at least you've had a go yeah exactly you, you lose nothing by trying stuff no that's how I found out I liked Thai food. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, what, 15 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so when when you came back into it, you mentioned that a couple of years ago you got involved with Airsoft Action. So how did you get involved with them? How did you find out about it and get, come onto the team? So I live in Beeston in Nottingham, as does um, Gadge Harvey. Yep who at the time was assistant editor on on Airsoft Action. He's since moved on to ASG, onto their yep. sales team. Um, and he was very much like, well, you used to write for Games Workshop. Why don't you Why don't you have a go at writing for Airsoft Action? So I wrote I wrote a couple of articles. Um, I was I just left work at the t- I just left my permanent job at the time, so I was looking around yep. for something to do. Um, and it, and the opportunity came up really. And obviously, uh, Nigel, the editor, was gracious enough to publish. The stuff that I've written, so I kind of carry, it's been carrying on ever since. Really, I've tended to specialise on the more kind of there's, the team is very mixed, and has there's everyone is basically self-employed, so yeah. everyone's a free everyone is a freelancer, um, and obviously, and you've had very I know you've had various people on from from the mag, and everyone really has a yeah. bit of a speciality. So I've tended to do the slightly historical or more techie articles because obviously coming from an engineering yeah. design background, that's that's you know up my street anyway. Yeah. Well, that that gets rid of that next question that I had because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was gonna I was gonna come on to that because yeah everyone seems to have their specialist sort of subject so as as we had with George he says he likes to cover events and stuff more and then um, you get the people that are interested in sort of the Russian kit and the Russian loadouts and that and so on and so forth so it is nice to read these really diverse articles in one place and it's not just look at this m4 now look at this m4 now look at this m4 that's slightly different to the last but has a slightly longer barrel and weighs a little bit more which is realism you know milsim see, see, now, <laughs> see now you're talking my kind of stuff but um <laughs> but it's no what i like doing what and the fir- the stuff i first started writing was what different types of load bearing gear just trying yeah. to just trying to do some kind of not not and I hesitate to say novice, but just if people are talking about belt kit or chest rigs or plate carriers or what 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 do they mean, you know? Yeah. And then trying to and then trying to give a bit of a bit of my experience on using stuff over the years, just to try and 
so people kind of have an understanding of what they might want. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the thing as well. You see people. I've I've certainly seen it. People that come up and they've been told by someone to buy this because it's amazing, and they stand there and they go, "Oh, I don't know how to use it really," or they're wearing way too much kit. It's normally um, it's, yeah, it's normally way too much kit. And yeah, I mean, my I prefer woodland because that's that's where that's largely how I was brought up. Yeah, most of the sites were very much woodland kit. So it always slightly amuses me when I see people head to toe in fifty pounds of direct action kit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was originally made for bailing out of vehicles and kicking down doors and being in and out within ten minutes. But then yeah. they kind of, but then they want to run around in a wood for eight for for eight hours. Yeah, I personally sort of tend to run lightweight anyway. Being more of a CQB player, I can carry. I mean, I'm running Viper Spec Ops chest rigs at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, I will be doing plate carrier builds next year. Uh, I'm kind of going to do a, a cheap one. And then a slightly more expensive loadout, and then I can compare the two. So it's like a nice little comparison yeah, for people yeah. as well, because you don't need to spend all the money. And a lot of the kit these days, I know, I know there used to be sort of that joke about Viper, sort of like the Skoda of the airsoft world, and that at the time. But they've got really a lot better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've got a very old Viper chess rig. Yeah, back from like two thousand and two. Yeah, and having reviewed stuff, their quality has come on. A long way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'd want to go to war in it, but I yeah. think you know, a couple of couple of times a month in the woods. Yeah, I don't exactly. think I don't. There's certainly going to be no problems there. The thing I like about the Spec Ops chest rig is lightweight. I can carry four mags. I'm running a TM recall most of the time. I've got my four mags mm-hmm. there. I can have a couple more in my leg pouch and my leg pocket on my five uh, eleven trousers, which. I found out completely by accident has lovely little inserts. They do. Perfect size for five five six. They do, bags. yeah, yeah, but yeah, both both the seat pockets and and the uh, and the side of leg pockets. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've 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 got. I started off with lot surplus kit, and then as you yeah. kind of as you kind of do, you start you start kind of gravitating towards slightly more expensive stuff. And now I, I must admit, I have turned into a bit of a snob. Yeah, I've, but, I've got that way. <laughs> Just Funnily like, enough, the person that takes the piss out of me for the the most is the cry whore himself, Will Greenwood. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was down at Bravo one not that long ago, and he's yeah, he's absolutely covered. But it is all it's all great stuff. I think the thing I'd say to everyone is, and because I I also spent some time doing a lot of cycling, yeah, and uh, racing and racing bikes is that as long as you can afford it and it's your and you enjoy it and it's your hobby, what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. You know, if 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 someone's if someone's on minimum wage and they're working really hard, it's really probably not worth them spending three hundred quid on a pair of cry, cry trousers. Exactly. You know, there's some really good stuff out there, but if you if you can afford it, why 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 not? You know. Exactly. If if it's comfortable and it works for you, there's no problem with it, yeah. is there? So, yeah, well, you've obviously spoken about airsoft action, getting involved with that. So, when and how did the idea for AATV come about? So it kind of it kind of follows on from the we've spoken about the nature of being an, an airsoft action magazine contributor in that it's all freelance and self-employed. Yeah. Um, so you end up spending. I mean, I was kind of doing some some part-time jobs on the side, but effectively, I spent a lot of the time by myself in the house. Actually, I've got I've got three greyhounds, so that sort of helps. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but I spent a lot of time by myself going a bit mad, as did Gadge, who live, only lives about half a mile away from me. So we yeah. sort of had the crazy idea. And, at, and then we were, as, as you do, you're in the pub and you're talking about airsoft and what we're up to. And I'm dr- yeah. dr- driving our mates and our partners absolutely bonkers. And they're like, well, why the hell don't you guys just, instead of sitting here in the pub talking about stuff, 
why don't you shove yourselves in front of a camera yeah and start talking about stuff I'm like, okay, that sounds like a bit of a crazy idea. I've never done anything like that. Gadger's done a bit of work in the music industry, and he's done some yeah. presenting to camera. So, but I had zero, zero idea what I was doing. Um, so we approached. We thought, oh, this sounds like an interesting idea. I had a look around, watch, watch various YouTube channels, um, and we approached Nigel, the editor, and said, we've got this crazy idea that we want, we want to do a YouTube channel for the Mag, but very much, yeah. comp- you know, very much complimentary. We shot some very ropey um, test footage. Had no idea what we're doing regarding lights and studio setup and sound and cameras or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just got got my partner's um, basic family DSLR, stuck it on the tripod, and just started waffling. But apparently, yeah. people seem to quite like it. And you can see it. There's a um, there's a thanks Airsoftology episode that we did when, yeah. when we got an Airsoftology sh- shout out. And on the back end of that is one of the pilot episodes which always yeah. makes me laugh <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> and certainly now as production standards are getting higher it's kind of like it just makes but the but the concept was always effectively two blokes who vaguely know what they're talking about not always having a chat over a coffee yeah, yeah. and that so, so that was the original concept we've moved on a bit far we moved on a bit from there now but fundamentally that's always been what we've been trying to be doing we're trying to be a informative magazine style show so we're not stuck on we're not we don't just do gun reviews we don't just do tech teardowns or we don't do gameplay footage mainly because that's really difficult. Um, yeah, the one that's coming to mind at the moment for me is the one where you changed the hop unit for the was it the Red Hornet hop yeah. setup, and like it's it's something that you don't see a lot of people doing. Going well, let's try this and see what the results are, and let's show people how you can tweak your guns just to get that extra little bit out of them or whatever is. Which is something that is lacking at the end of the day. You get some YouTubers do it, but not many. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're awesome videos. For the guys who haven't checked it out yet, go check it out once you've finished listening to this. Don't do it yet. We've still got <laughs> stuff to talk about. Yeah, so our, our, our range videos are, are have been the most popular videos by a long way. And it's almost airsoft myth busting. Yeah. So it's it's a take a preposition. Okay, how far do airsoft guns shoot? I don't know. Actually, I don't actually know. And at the time we shot it, we we didn't we didn't know. So that was well, that was the first one we did, and we shot that yeah. in the jail. And we reckoned about forty five fifty meters, but that was literally us just pulling numbers out of our head. Yeah. And then and then we did it, and we're like, oh, okay, we, we were vaguely right, but actually it's really quite interesting information, you know. So you look at most most stock UK guns can do about fifty five meters maximum yeah. range. Um, and if you're using relatively inexpensive ammunition. You won't hit anyone at fifty-five meters. You'll start hitting people at about forty, and that was interesting. We didn't realise that either. We put targets up and and all that sort of stuff, um, and that proved really popular. So, I mean, the one which is our most our biggest video is again is very much a, a, an airsoft mythbusters video, which was well, what happens if we put better quality or and or heavier BBs into a gun? What does it do? Yeah, and it was anor- it was such an enormous difference. And, and in my head, because I've always used generally used quality ammunition since I've come back. Yeah. I always kind of sort of knew, but when you put it in, it comes from my kind of engineering and science background, as you you know, and it's very much pseudoscience. But you create a test, and then you you look at the result, and you analyse the result, and then you go, oh, okay, let's create a new proposition. What are we going to do next? And they, they have been phenomenally successful. So if you use if you use quality quality, you know, two eight uh, or 0.3 gram BBs, depending on what your gun can lift in a UK legal yeah. AOG, you can you can be hitting nine times out of ten onto a torso size target at fifty five meters. Yeah, it was. Um, it is 
I mean, as you said, yeah, the ammunition. I mean, there is a lot of quality ammunition out there now. There is some crap. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it bluntly. There is some crap out there. There is some, but... there is some stuff. Um, yeah, when I started, it was all point two XLs. That was all anyone. Yeah. That was all anyone used. Um, Don't forget the point one two grams that and, were well, bright yellow, and you could get from the corner shop. Skeggy and... specials, I think. We, we yeah, did. yeah, and so and then. Um, the heaviest ammunition you could get was, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it was Maruzen uh, Super Grand Masters, which were right. point, 0.29 grams, and they were 15 quid for 500. This is back in 2001. Bloody so, so that was your sniper That was your sniper ammo, and then we used to run them in uh, Marui Mark 23s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most successful pistol <laughs> it's for, ever. It's still phenomenal. Um, but and then when you, and it's supposed to one thing again one of the, yeah but there is I think one of the things I would say to people is different and different rifts, AEGs, bolt guns, whatever, all react differently to different ammunition depending on what hop you got in. So just do some testing. It's not expensive. You can get together with your mates and each buy a different bottle and just see what happens. Exactly, uh, and yeah, like you said, ammunition really up till you start hitting the heavyweight BBs is relatively inexpensive. It's only when you get to sort of the heavier weights that you start paying a lot more money for a lot less yeah but it's interesting though isn't it because so the ones i the ones i use which is and i'll asg have helped us out right from the beginning mainly because yeah. uh, one of our good mates works for them they've always helped us out with ammunition but i've i've been using asg 0.28 devil blasters for a long time yeah and they're, they're just fantastic and i could fire and i'll say I, I, we can fire 0.2 gram blasters they're based they're, they're, they're lower level ammunition still good stuff at 55 meters and you won't hit anyone yeah Put a, put a point two eight devil blaster in, and then suddenly you can, you know, with a, with a reasonable, reasonably good AG, you can you can pop someone no problems at fifty five meters. It's a real game. It's a massive game changer, and you haven't yeah. done anything to your gun. That's that's the thing with my TM recoil as well, where where all I've had done to that was I had the springs changed, the recoil spring and yep. the, uh, the the usual spring changed out on the gearbox, uh, and I had the gears upgraded so as it wasn't the cheap nasty ones that are going to die 10 times quicker than I had I think it was SHS yeah the gear set in it and that's all I've had done to it and yeah people can't believe that that's all I've done to it when they spend so much money with companies getting them upgraded to no end and I'm like I've just had springs and gears changed that's it and I'm sort of <laughs> I'm hitting fair <laughs> distances with it, you know, yeah, yeah, just you can, on two eights. You can make a big difference to anything without. I think that's one of the things that's been really interesting about the stuff we've done on the show is you can make a big difference to the way your your gun uh, performs without even cracking the gearbox. Yeah, so you exactly. Can make, you, you can use better BBs. You can probably change it. Most most stock motors aren't very good. Um, yeah. You can do massive changes to trigger response just by changing a motor. Uh, hops, as you said a while ago is one of the biggest things you know i always again i always thought that there was a difference between a flat hop and a stock hop and a and an r hop yeah and there is i mean but fundamentally with fundamentally with hops all the only real difference is is how much back is how fast the bb leaves the barrel and how much backspin it's got on it yeah that's that's what affects range and you can talk about everything else as much as you want but ultimately you know physics <laughs> anything yeah. that affects the flight of a bb in terms of range and accuracy is a different story but in terms of range it's it's how fast it leaves a barrel and how much backspin it's got on it yeah and 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 what the to me what the more exotic hops allow you to do is put on equal or more backspin for le- for less for less robbing of the system of power they need they need less how do we yeah, put yeah. this yeah they're just more efficient they put more backspin on 
Yeah, with less power loss. With less stuff. power loss. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's all that. So when people talk about shiny hops and R hops and R hop and S hop, what all you're really talking about is is that. Yeah. And that's what if you look at that that show, my LCT, which has been which has been the kind of the, the test bed, my LCT AKS seventy four. Yeah. On two eight stock, it was doing point eight joules. Yeah. For max range. Uh, of, 50, of 50 to 55 with a flat hop in it was doing one joule so we'd gain 0.2 joules just by changing the hop rubber and it was doing yeah. 65 meters 60 65 meters and with a nar hop it was doing uh, 1.12 joules and reaching out to 70 yeah. without changing the gearbox without touching the spring without doing anything it was just much more it was just a much more efficient system yeah and what a choice of a test bed as well lct <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I I got back into AKs when I when I rejoined because I'd had yeah. obviously my, I had my G thirty six and various various uh, AR platforms, and when I wanted when I came back in, I was like, I'll sod it, I'll do I'll do Russian. So I got some yeah. Russian Russian kit and some Russian webbing and some Russian and, a, and an AK. Just 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 it was just a nice thing to come back into, and the LCT was all looked around and luckily uh, found an LC, found an LCT, and that was that was what I went with, and so they've always been they've always been great for me. Yeah, my first rifle was LCT, and no, I've still brilliant. got it. And I need to field it more as well because I don't field it anywhere near enough. I think I sort of bought into the recoil fanboy base. Um, so whether or not I'll get the electric blowback system, if they can fit it to my LCT at some point, see how that performs. Yeah, that's me. Really interesting. So I'm going to end up buying another gun for that. I think. Yeah, because it has to go. It has to be rewired into a stock or a stock tube. Ah, right. So, um, yeah, that, so depending that, on what model you've got, so my AKS can't take it because it's got the triangle yeah. folder, and I want to yeah, leave that I'm as that because that's my retro bad guy um, film sim gun. I don't want I don't want to turn that. And that's going to stay with the wood and keep it classic. Yeah. I do, you know, I do kind of the film sim. I want to get into the Cold War and that kind of stuff. So, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so I'll have to get in. So I'm going to have to get another. I'll probably get an AKM LCT AKM with the solid wooden stock to do that in, and put that. Yeah, on. I'm going to have to get another AK as well because mine's got the folding stock on it. Yeah. So I've got no chance. There is well, no depends. stock tube. They do. They do do a folding stock tube kit, yeah. which is coming out with it. But then you, you, it will be very. It will be quite modern looking. Yeah, I mean so. it's a modern looking rifle. Well, you should be right. You know, probably, probably, yeah, probably get that part. Um, so that'd be interesting. See what that's like. It's not going to be. Yeah. It's not Marui. It's not going to have bolt stop or anything like that. But it's probably going to have a hell of a kick on it because they've done a full. Looks like it's a full gas tube, which would be really cool. Yeah, whacking back and um, forward. But yeah, we'll come, we'll come on to what I'm looking forward to. Anyway. <laughs> if anyone follows the Facebook, then they're going to know what's coming up. But <laughs> so, when, when you do these videos, where do you get sort of get the ideas for them? What you're going to do next? So, when when you come up to a new series, say, where yep. does the idea come from? Um, the pub, probably. <laughs> like all good things. Like all good things, it will start. Well, it's kind of it can be anything. So I spend a lot of time on Facebook. Um. Look, seeing you know, seeing how the channel's doing, but also watching what's happening in in various communities, and so just seeing what questions are being asked. Yeah, you know, if you look at, if you, and and to, to a large extent, a lot of the, it's it's often the questions that everyone gets annoyed at all the time because they're asked seventeen times a day. Yeah, but actually, that would make a really good episode. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're answering that question that's getting asked seventeen times a day, then. Clearly, there's a need Clearly. for someone to do a video yeah. for it, and we're and, and don't get me wrong, we're not. We're a, we're currently we're still a small channel. We've only we've literally just gone through a thousand subs this weekend, yeah, which was a big deal for us. Um, so we're not 
we're not the be all and end all. I think I, I tend to think we punch quite hard in terms. You know, we we punch hard for our weight. Yeah. And, we're put, and we're putting out some good content, but then I would say that because I run the channel. But, I, I, I do agree with you. I'm <laughs> going to say it as well. Well, you, you are producing some fantastic content for the community, and like I said, it's not just the come watch my one million person kill streak or something like that. You know, well, it's just as well because I'm not that good, <laughs> and, and I'm not that good in it. I've done some gameplay footage for for a couple of for a couple of the episodes because it suited the episode, but it's more it's yeah. more showcasing the product than it is. It's more. It, than it is showcasing yeah. how good I am, you know. The one I'm thinking of here is the thermal imaging camera. Yeah, so that was brilliant. So that, but that I, was a real. It just didn't. I was, I was trying to do a real conventional review, and we were going to sit there and talk about it, but it just didn't seem like it was going to work. No, so you I, have to see it. <laughs> Having seen it in person as well, with um, it was uh, oh, that's right. at the Cool Sign Century event. Uh, Stuart brought one down from oh, did the control okay. base, and I was like. I don't have six hundred and ninety-five pounds that I can actually spend on this thing. Otherwise, I would buy it right here. Yeah, they, right are, now. they are brilliant. I mean, I'm probably going to buy the review unit. Unit it's still sitting in. I was going to say the studio, but actually, it's the it's the kitchen is where we do all the yeah. shooting. <laughs> um, just move everything out of the way. Um, and it is, and the video we shot, I shot at Combat Ready in Derby. Yeah. Um, at the Halloween game, and luckily for me, they filled the place with smoke, so it was even better. Yeah, added to the effect for it, didn't it? <laughs> so added effect, but also they couldn't, they really couldn't see anything, and then I could see everything. Um, but yeah. you know, for that, for that product, running it, running a head cam suited. But for most things, you know, it just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, how well is Airsoft Action TV being received by the community? Are you getting some good support from them? Yeah, it seems to be going really well. I mean, we get we've got a nice. There's a nice bunch of people that seem to regularly comment on the on the videos, and we've got good good interaction with them. Um, I mean, kind of experimenting with how I'm delivering it. So it used to be purely YouTube, and the way the Facebook algorithms work, unless it's a Facebook video, they heavily throttle you, which is really frustrating. Yeah. So we're looking at how we deliver it. Um, it's we've we've just started obviously we're quite small but we've just started getting recognized turning up to events which is really weird i'm not i'm not i'm not a man that's into fame <laughs> so when you get someone yeah. saying i've seen i've seen your videos you're like oh my god really um oh, i'm getting that and i, I do a podcast i'm, I'm <laughs> just spoken media and people still recognize me like, yeah it's re- and i find that really quite strange i'm quite actually yeah. quite i found the whole i found the whole process of doing this really quite difficult i'm actually quite a shy guy yeah um I used to get really wound up before I did them, and now I'm now I've got more. You know, 42 episodes in, I'm a bit I'm a bit more used to it. But it's yeah, it's really well. I mean, so what's what's really interesting is we're starting. You'll see this, and you'll see this yourself. You start to see our findings getting repeated, with, but without any link to our yeah. videos. So people will start to say, you know, the the, the effective range of a, of a UK legal AAG is 50 to 55 meters. Yeah. Or if you use 0.28 gram BBs, you might get you know. And it's like, yeah. ah, wait, that's interesting. Where did you get that from? Yeah, and, it, it, and, and, it, and that's like, re- and that's really nice. It's, it's yeah. adding to that kind of community knowledge. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, you're sort of a bit like you could at least link our videos. But <laughs> 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 the other side of you is going, at least they're now starting to spread yeah. the word, and it just makes people like rather than everyone going, oh yeah, I learned that from this. It makes people seem a little bit more like they know what they're on about as well, which is nice for newer players as well at sites if they've got this knowledge to them. It's yeah, like me personally; I may not know much about airsoft, but like how how it all works internally. But I'll at least offer what I do know 
as yeah. as like advice and knowledge to new players at sites and stuff. I mean, you can always tell them out anyway. Well, the classic thing is always they're generally out of range, aren't they? So yeah, <laughs> I'm hitting. I hit him. No, you're nowhere near, mate. You know that's, and I think, and to me, that's. I think the range stuff has probably been the biggest thing we've done, and just in terms yeah. of kind of community contribution, it was really fun to do. They're really difficult to shoot. Um, we need, yeah. you know, for for for. Bear in mind, we're not monetized, and we don't actually. I don't actually earn any money out of the YouTube channel at all, whatsoever. At the moment, it's mm. purely. Ultimately, I'd like I'd like it to be a. A career, or or you know, certainly part of the portfolio of what I do, but at the moment it's purely. It's purely self Just a hobby as such. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And it, it, eventually, we have plans to, to monetize and to take advertising. But we're not with you know with with, with, the, with the levels we're on. We're not we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just great to see the stuff that we've discovered or learnt or passed on, or people making the right decisions when they buy kit. That's always really nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what do I what do I buy this gun or this gun? And then you go, well, you can just chuck in a video. And people and, and people go, oh, great, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's like rather than just sort of doing the standard oh well i'd recommend this you can give evidence of why you recommend it so yeah. for example like i always for new starters try and guide them towards say the gng combat machines for example sort of yeah it's a lower end gun but for what you get out of it i yeah. owned one I, I may not have any video of mine but i owned one i can say firsthand just how good they are out of the box yeah well, a lot of people a lot of people say people say what you know what i'm best m4 yeah, and you'll get thirty different opinions based on the the one AUG that those people own. Yeah, and it's just and then not... that one guy that says an AK, and that one guy <laughs> probably probably be me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at least if people if people say what you know what's the best AK, like at least I can drop a video or two in and go, yeah. okay, this is the stuff we've tested. I'm not saying it's the best, but here's some here's some video. Here's us discussing it. Here's what the gearbox looks like, and the rest of it really. Yeah, exactly. Talking about how it works as well and providing that knowledge can help the newer people as well rather than just it, a BB goes out the end of it. Having that <laughs> slight bit of knowledge, it might encourage more people to become techs in the future to go, oh, actually, that's quite interesting. I want to learn a little bit more yeah, about it's interesting. how this I think works. As they get more complicated, there probably will be less home mechanics. It's a bit like the bike industry where yeah. you used to be able to tinker on everything but now with there's electronic shifting and, yeah. and componentry coming in you can't to a certain extent you can't home service anymore yeah. you have you to can say to... the same about cars as well yeah absolutely yeah, you've got to go and plug <laughs> them in somewhere yeah um, I think guns guns will get to that point where yeah. I mean I'm, I'm now I'm now at the point where I don't really want to own anything that doesn't have a doesn't have a fancy trigger control unit in it yeah um, because I've you know I've got a couple now and they're just so fantastic. So what I'm looking forward to long term is when every gun's like that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and as you know, you'll you'll know from your background as as more as electronics gets phenomenally cheap, the more you make of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I look at how what I work in, which I'm not going to discuss on air, but how I work, what we work in, how it's developed over the years to the electronics that go into the product now, is just unbelievable. Like I'm sitting there going, that does all that. <laughs> yeah. I just put a I just put a I put a just put a gate titan into one of my AKs. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, right, okay, well that's that's just ruined it. Really? I heard good things about those. No, no, in in terms of in terms of ruining it for me in terms of every oh, other gun right. that I own. 
Oh, right, okay. So yeah, I thought you meant... Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 that, that is absol- absolutely fantastic. In yeah, because of- I'm actually looking at one for more recall shock because... No, the new one's just originally, out, isn't it? Yeah, everyone said to me at first, oh, get the, get the uh, BTC, get the BTC, and then I thought, I'll wait. And all I saw was that the people were having issues with them. They're meant to be me right go. now, though, the Mark II is meant to be absolutely fine. But yeah, Gate, yeah. Gate have just bought out their, their NGRS. Yeah. I'm gonna again. I'm gonna wait and see how it performs before I buy one. Well, again, it's, it's it's never by version one of anything, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> by version like seven, and you might be all right. <laughs> but I've been. I've not. I've not got a Marie, but I'm gonna get the um, the new Mark 18 when that comes out. Yeah. And then because I, I just have to have a. I now have a bit of a thing about short ARs. Um, and then and then get a get a Titan put in it. It's just it's just phenomenal. It really has. It's it changes. It fundamentally changes the way they operate. Yeah, exactly, and, it, and it people don't it, understand them necessarily, but it it basically just creates magic. <laughs> is the yeah. only way I can say it. It's just the truth. No, it really does look after it. It does. In terms of you won't get lock up. That's one of the biggest yeah. things. So for me, and I, I know I I very rarely shoot full auto. Yeah, I mainly shoot semi now. Um, with some with you know with some guns you'll get a lot of lock up, which is and hopefully you can clear it by switching to full auto. Sometimes you can't. Um, so for people like that shoot a lot of, if you if you're if you're a high cap high cap hero, it's really not worth worrying about because yeah. But if you shoot a lot of semi and you're using quality BBs and you're trying to get that and you're using low low you know low or mid caps and you're trying to get yeah, and you're, and you're trying to play and try and, and push yourself to play that way, should yeah. you and then suddenly your gun locks up in you, that's a real pain. But you know with these things and the Evo's the same. The SG Evo's got a uh, got a ECU on it, so it'll always complete a cycle every time you pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's why I got my uh, Cyma M14 SOCOM mm. turned into a DMR, and I was thinking about it, and while while it was at the tech getting all the mods made to it, I said, while you're at it, chuck a MOSFET in there. It's just one of the little PicoAB ones from Gate, but it's protection for it at the end of the day because it's been locked to semi internally. Yeah. I've got no way of turning it to full auto because it's locked as a DMR. Yeah. It has to be. So, yeah, it's just that extra little layer of protection in case it did decide to lock up. It now has a MOSFET to prevent that. Yes, you get yeah more more efficiency, but it's kind of so, so. So MOSFETs is one of the things I want to cover in the future because there's a huge you know a MOSFET is a people say you use MOSFET to cover a huge variety of electronics. Yeah, it'd be good for so again it's that kind of MythBusters episode. It'd be yeah. great to do what you know what does a MOSFET do for me and what types of MOSFET are there. I think that'd be a really nice one. But yeah, I think exactly. that's kind of that's kind of what I'd like that's what I get from the community I mean every time we post one of those Mythbuster videos we always get another five questions can you test this can you test that what about if you use these what about if you use that um, and that's really interesting yeah exactly and uh, the more knowledge we can send um, out about this sort of thing the better the more we can flood the community with information at the mm-hmm. end of the day um, how do you see AATV developing into the future then so I would say certainly within the next year or so, I'd like us to be, no one's got ambitions, I'd like us to be certainly the UK's biggest informative airsoft channel. Yeah. Um, we're not far off. There's a few channels I've got my eyes on. Um, some of them are quite old, and they're, so they haven't been posting for a while. Some of them are still posting, but yeah. I'd, I'd, I think that's an ambition for me. And then um, ultimately I'd like... And that one thing we're already doing is we're bringing more of the airsoft action contributors in to make it more of a for the so certainly so people that write for the magazine can feel like they can it's not just the Tom Hibbard show 
it's it's everyone else and so phil bucknell's just started joining and, and filming with us now which has been brilliant he brings a whole wealth of experience cool into so the team yeah he's just he's doing a few episodes with him um so so i think that in terms of that is grow the channel you know be be a respect i want to keep the honesty and stay respected and not selling out's a funny word but not so much not sell out you know keep keep the trust that we yeah, have exactly yeah keep keep that reputation behind you and bring more people in who have their expertise there's something that i don't you know, i don't have a huge um historical bent i don't you know i tend to i'm not an impressionist in terms of my kit yeah i tend to wear what works for me i don't tend to wear unless i'm doing weirdness and doing weird films and stuff which is a bit different um but then i will yeah, turn to i turn to other people for advice you know yeah exactly Right, so as we are approaching Christmas now, just to finish off the episode, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, what has been the thing that surprised you the most in the last year in the airsoft world with regards to products coming out? So, the GBLS DAS GDR15. I think I've got that right. Because um, we've tested one, it's fantastic. It's great to use. It has some issues with with hop and barrels and things. Yeah. Um, but in terms of operation, I've done a bit of real steel firing in the states yeah. um, years and years ago. And in terms of operation, it's it's the only thing which yeah. comes close, other than a, a gas blowback. But then it's more reliable than a gas blowback, and that's been amazing. The, the downside is price. You know, at, yeah. at, at sixteen hundred pounds, you just can't recommend it to anyone that doesn't that doesn't just have sixteen hundred pounds lying around. See, yep. it's interesting you say that because I don't know if you see, you follow him at all. Airsoft Cam Man, he did a video using one in game, and he actually went back to his ASG Evo because he was having no end of issues with stoppages in the yeah. They're having, yeah, I've, I've, I hang around, I hang around on the on the users group, and they're having some problems with the um, with the hot rubber and bits and bobs. I, don't, I haven't dug enough into it, but there yeah. are there are definitely some issues with it. Um, a lot of people are. Having, a lot of people have no problems with it, but some people are having no end of problems with it. It's it's on a very low production run still, so it's not in not really in mass yeah. manufacture. So they're probably they're all basically individually CNC'd. There's no there's no forgings or castings or anything going on. Yeah, so yeah, it's all just basically start from scratch for each rifle, it, and each one's hand built. Yeah, so it's yeah. all yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's some of the problems. But it's in terms of it's just, it's brilliant. It's it is absolutely brilliant. And I would love one, but it's sixteen hundred pounds, and I just can't, I can't justify it to myself. Yeah, it's, an, it? it's an expensive justification. To yeah, make. you could, you could get, you could get an upgraded Marui uh, recoil and uh, and a Marui or a GHK blowback. Yeah, for the same <laughs> price. But for, for the same price, so you <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, so then you've got basically the same thing all so year you, round. So you've got your gun to have a right laugh with, and then you've got your gun you can rely on if you really need it to. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. so that's been to me. That's been the big. What I would love is that technology to be licensed by a manufacturer that can produce it in larger quantities and for yeah. and for less money give it time how long do you reckon until tm start doing it <laughs> i think uh, well interestingly it's, it's 10 it's i think it's the 10 year anniversary of the tm recall next year 10 years blind yeah. where the hell has that time gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> i believe so so you never know marie might have something up their sleeve for next for next year cuz like Back when I started again, you didn't really hear about the TM recall shocks, no. did you? Like, it was a thing, yeah, for sure, but it was very rare that you'd actually see one in the UK. And now they're everywhere. Yep. And, oh, so, ten, yeah, 10 years. God. So, it would be, I think, obviously, they would be the guys to do it. They've got the engineering background and they've got the tolerances. They, they're yeah. the ones that, you know, they are 
they are probably still the best engineers in airsoft um, yeah so they're probably the guys that could do something similar it you know you don't patents are reasonably easy to get around if you change things a bit so i don't see why yeah, but, but you never know but that's they that just don't care <laughs> well, they, the Jap- look at licensing issues they don't care do well they? there are they no licensing rules in japan so it, yeah. really, so it really doesn't matter I mean, theoretically they should all be stopped and destroyed on, on entry to the uk but don't tell customs yeah. that um yeah. if you're listening from customs <laughs> shh, um, tell no one. and then the other thing would be the um the, the maruri mark 46 yeah i'm glad you said that because <laughs> stupidly I made a post on the only airsoft community group with that saying, "I'll take two. <laughs> and they've taken that literally. <laughs> I think but, I think it's going to be very popular. And it looks like it's built like a tank. It, I mean, I think I think there's there's some interesting. It looks like there's some new there's some there's some really interesting recoil features within that gun. Yeah, the fact that the belt will move to look like yeah. it's feeding. And it's like, like super heavy. It's got like a twice, two times heavier recoil mechanism in it, and and a thing. So you're like, okay, well, you're doing that. So I'm going to be interested to see how well that kicks. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, it's got twice, yeah, at least twice the recoil of a standard, of a standard one. It's so going to be unreal. Like, yeah. I basically want one in a minute in the <laughs> UK. Like, I want to be one of the first. I know we just said don't buy version one, don't but it's TM. One. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it's going to be. God knows what the price is going to be. We'll have to. We'll have to find out. Yeah, I think you're going to be looking at about a grand. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of CNC. It looks like there's a lot of CNC work and everything else. Yeah, yeah. That, that looks fancy. So that that caught my eye. Um, obviously, the the LCT blowback system would be interesting. Yeah. Um, other than that. I would, I would, GHK produced a nice SIG, I've got to say. Uh, I yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah, I see. I saw the videos. SIGs just don't really do it for me, so I'm a, I'm a kind of an AK, AK or, and then I've actually, even though I'm kind of known as an AK guy, what well, I actually, I actually play with ARs a lot more often, certainly indoors. Yeah. Oh, the TM Type 89 GBBR. I've just remembered that looks nice. Yeah, now that's basically a training what... weapon for the Japanese military. Yeah. But it looks nice for something different as well for yeah. skirmishing for yeah. airsoft. You know, I, I would. I actually saw one at Combat UK the other week, and I very nearly bought it. <laughs> but I talked myself out of it because they keep trying to bully me into buying an Evo. There, it's it's not very nice. They are really I can't good. Walk into I just I just don't like some, I just don't like nine millimeter submachine guns. So, <laughs> so have a. Yeah. So yeah, there's and there's that weird trend at the moment with for pistol caliber carbines in the UK. So all of the ARP nines and things like yeah. that, which is really odd because they're like American semi-auto self-defense guns. Yeah. They're not. They're not military or law enforcement weapons. It's a bit odd. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. But I get why people like them because they're small and handy and 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 they're built really well and they offer a good feature set. Yeah. But actually, they again, they don't. For and me, some of them sound evil as well. Yeah, the big. Yeah, the big. Uh, the noise on the front. Yeah. yeah. No, they're great. They're great. They're great guns. A lot of the Speedsoft guys are using them, and I, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, everyone expects Speedsofters to run HPA, but like every time I play, they're all using they're all using souped up ARP nines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and now they're making them multicoloured as well with the colour kits as well. Yep. You know, it goes back and to what we were discussing right about at earlier. The top of the yeah, episode. Yeah. brilliant. I mean, you know, massive, we've massive. gone full circle. <laughs> That's always good. And I haven't discussed my two band topics in the entire episode. Well, this God, the band, the bands though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're not banned. It just means I have to <laughs> put more money. I should actually stop actually saving this money rather than just taking it out and putting it back in my wallet. Exactly. Because like that, that would be my. Uh, the the LMG my TM LMG next year paid for. <laughs> I just sit here and mention them and just keep firing pound coins into the jar and then I'll be like I'm done after three episodes. It's all sorted. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's been brilliant talking to you. It really has. Uh, and I'm you, loving mate. what you guys are doing with the sh- with the TV show at the moment, or the TV channel, I should say, because um, it's more than just a show, a TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm loving what you guys are doing with that, and it is genuinely interesting information to watch as well. So guys, head on over, check it out after this episode closed up. Um, if you really want to learn something interesting about airsoft as well and how it all works. There you go, kind of thing. So, Tom, thank you very much for your time. Where can people get in touch with you? Where can we find you? So people can find me over at YouTube on Airsoft Action TV. Uh, I hang around on most of the community forums on on Facebook. Yep. And you can always contact me through the Airsoft Action Facebook page for the magazine as well. Yep. And don't forget to check out the magazine articles as well. Yep, and keep buying the magazine because the printed press needs support. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it print print's niche these days. Um, yeah, and it's unless people do support the stuff that they enjoy reading about, and you'll often struggle to find that content anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of it's really quite niche and quite difficult, and very highly researched. And so, if people yeah. don't support uh, the, the print medium, then we're going to lose it. Yeah, I mean, my my news agent actually gets a copy, and it's just for me. Yep. Every month, like I walk in the shop, I won't go in there for about three weeks. I walk in for something, and we're like, "Oh, magazines yeah. here." Yeah, we're so like, it's, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a load of really passionate people that that contribute yeah, to, to our soft action um, with really specialist knowledge. And so it'd be great. It'd be great to keep us all in a job, eh? Yeah, exactly. You know, we need to support these guys. Right, thanks again for your time, Tom. Uh, it's been brilliant talking to you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the next year. As I said at the top of the episode, guys, you know how to get in touch with me now. Head on over to the Facebook, leave a nice review, and I'll love you forever, and I'll buy you a coffee at some point at a game site. (laughs) Take care, guys. Look after each other. Have fun. Don't be a dick. See you guys next time on the Chairsofter Show. Bye for now.